Stretch one time with me. Just lift up your hands. We're either stretching or praising God right now. I don't care which it is. And you can go ahead and sit. Ah. Oh. Oh. I just love to do that, you know. Just to break free. Break free. And break loose in the presence. To not care how I look before the eyes of others in the flesh. But how I look before my Lord who loves me. I think about a time before mirrors when people couldn't even see themselves. Maybe they saw the reflection in the lake. But what would that be like to talk to people day after day when there's no mirrors and you don't even know what you look like? I think it would be an interesting experience, really an inner experience, not so much outer. That would be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? To not even know, really, how you look on the outside. And I know that God has made each and every one of us beautiful, and we need to remember that. But I think we need to let go of things physical, and we need to tap in to what cannot be seen. Oh, but it can be felt. The spiritual, the inner self. I can be connected to you and on the other side of the planet. Oh, yes, because we can be connected in spirit and in truth. What is the truth? What is the truth? The truth is that Jesus Christ is alive today. The truth is that I can stand up here any day and any minute and I will have something to say, whether I have notes or not, because Jesus is alive. And if that's all I get done saying today, then that's all I get done saying today, because it'll be enough. To stand here before you today, you beautiful, wonderful people, that I have the privilege, thank God, to stand up here and speak to you, to take these moments, I get the privilege to take these moments of your life. I get to do something with that, if you let me. What an honor. Oh, God. What an honor that I get to stand here before you and speak of the Lord Jesus. And I will tell you today that I have some notes prepared. I did my homework. I did my prep. But the prep that the Lord gave me today, he said, was my whole life. 
He said, it's not the preparation that you will sit down and do maybe two times in the week, 20 minutes to write up your notes. No, 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 no. The preparation is your whole life. Who he has made me to be. He is the reason that I can come up here on this stage and stand here and talk to you right now. He's the reason. He gave me life. Thank you, Mommy. She gave me life. And she told me about this Jesus. And I'm convinced, and I'm not scared to speak anymore. Many of you know I love to sing, and any day I would choose singing. But I've realized it's all the same. It's all the same to sing his name, to speak his name, to shout his name, to praise his name, to glorify his name, to make his name famous. It does not matter, and I'm not scared to do it. And I know that I will always, always have something to say if I've got my thinking right and my heart on him, because I'll just talk about Jesus. I'll talk about him and what he's done for each and every one of us. We cannot ignore that. And we need to start telling these stories more and more and more. You need to tell your story and not be ashamed to speak it out. Regardless of the language, I don't care, but you speak it out. Don't be afraid to spread it like wildfire. I'm so glad that the Lord changed me. I started singing many, many years ago when I was little. And I've always loved singing, and I always will. Even when I'm cleaning the house, I'm sweeping, I find myself starting to sing, and I feel like I'm in heaven. I love it. And I used to stand singing with my shoulders scrunched, kind of like this. And I didn't even know that I was standing there with really bad posture for the stage, I must say. But I saw a picture of myself. Here we go back to images. Um, I saw a picture of myself, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Is that really what I look like? Oh, I felt so sorry for the people, because I didn't have to look at it. Pause for laughter. I don't have a script, but if I did, like my dad always says, I pause for laughter in my notes. Thanks for that one, Dad. I think it's funny. Um, it's pause for laughter. What did I just say that was funny? Uh, if I forget. Well, anyways, but I was like, oh my goodness, I look so terrible just standing there like that, just looking all scrunched, you know? And I thought, yeah, actually, it is also about how I look when I'm standing on the stage. I, I, I didn't want to look like that. I wanted to encourage people to praise the Lord and all of that. And I knew, hey, I, I should change. I don't want to look like that. That's what I thought. And that was the start of a journey for me where God really spoke to me slowly over time about things like that. And I, I want to say here that 
It's okay for us to talk about how other people inspire us. I don't think we're gonna puff other people up and make them feel so good about themselves that they can't take it. I think we need to just encourage people and not be afraid of that. Oh, maybe they'll take it the wrong way. Just compliment people. Just tell them wonderful things. And I wanna say now that my brother is a big inspiration to me. He's a big inspiration to me. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it was at that time when I started to think about just the, the way I look and how I didn't really look so free in the Lord. He's talked about this time when he got changed at a service. And I remember when my brother came back from that, I saw him get out of the car. And I hadn't even spoken to him. I didn't even know that he had gotten touched. And he got out of the car and literally his face looked different. And I was like, whoa. And it was that Sunday where he was also singing and he had a tambourine and he started moving as he played that tambourine. And I was still myself, you know, I'm still in that place where I'm like, I'm praising the Lord in my heart. We're having a great time. And I was like looking at my brother and I was like, whoa. And I took that as an inspiration because it was inspiring. I'll tell you that. You know, it's easy to jump and raise your hands when everybody's doing it. Woohoo, let's do it together. But it's a hard thing to do when nobody else is doing it. And that can be used as, a, as other examples in life too. But that was shocking to me. Whoa. And I decided I was going to join in on that because I liked it. That was an inspiration. And I wasn't ashamed to recognize that as an inspiration and not just say, I'm not going to follow that because I'm doing my own thing. Well, let me tell you, the Lord turned it into my own thing too because he always does that. He uses other people to help us, to encourage us, and to inspire us. Find somebody who inspires you. You better do it quick if you don't have anybody that you look up to. You better find somebody quick and admire them and say, ooh, I want to be more like that. And then start to move yourself to get to be like that. If it's really a wonderful quality and trait of the Lord, ooh, start moving towards it. And I wasn't ashamed to recognize that my brother was an inspiration. And you know, I started to move a little bit. And it was all at the same time that the Lord was talking to me about this. And he started to show me, yeah, it does say in the Bible to lift your hands to the Lord. And at that time when I started doing it, it was really something. It was symbolic of me just dying to myself, not caring about how I look, not caring about really anything, but just dying to myself and surrendering my whole life to God. It was a symbol of that. And, and, and in the beginning, I was thinking, okay, what does this look like? You know, wondering how that looks to other people and all of that. But I started to go beyond that over time because I knew this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to praise God. I want to use my body to praise God. This is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to intentionally choose to use my body to praise the Lord 
And so in the beginning, it was like really like, whoa, this is, I'm lifting my hand right now. And I can tell you, now I am much more comfortable to do that. And now that that's the case, I have to think, well, what now? What else does the Lord want me to do to get out of my comfort zone, to follow what it is he's leading me to do? What's the next level of discomfort? Oh, I do believe that, that we need to get uncomfortable. Oh, we really do. I think we haven't even scratched the surface of getting uncomfortable because it's a beautiful thing to get uncomfortable. That's the whole thing about faith. That moment where you first believe can be uncomfortable. This is kind of crazy. I believe in God. I believe he sent his son Jesus to save me and rose from the dead. I mean, this is crazy. Do you realize this? All of this is just crazy. It's crazy. You sitting here, me standing here, life is just something. But you know, when we get uncomfortable, or even in those moments where you see somebody moving and you might be a little shocked, the more and more I think about it, the more and more shocked I want to be in the Lord. I want to continue to be shocked and move into that where it becomes the new normal. We need a new normal. And you know, as much as I love for people to encourage me, maybe, yeah, yeah, amen, and all that, more than that, more than you giving me a response right now, I want you to respond in your heart and when you leave this place. I don't care if you shout me down here and now, if you clap and you show me that maybe, just maybe, what I'm saying is speaking to you. But hey, that's the faith on my side, too. I'm speaking out these words in faith, believing somebody's going to catch them. Somebody's going to take it in their heart, and they're going to leave here changed. I might not even see you again. I hope that I do but I might not even see you again. But if you are inspired, if you are changed, if God uses me to speak to you today, mission accomplished. I don't care if it's dead quiet in here or if it's really loud, because I believe in faith that the Lord is the one who is speaking through me to you. Today is a big challenge for me because in the last year, I have seen a lot of people that I admire and I am inspired by speak to a camera or speak on a stage with no notes. And I saw that and I was inspired. I was inspired and I said, I'd like to be able to do that too. I think that's pretty cool. What is that like to get up and not need any notes and to be so filled that you can just let it come out of your mouth? And that was an inspiration to me. And I want to thank you people for being in this place today for the first time that I'm really doing this 
for an entire message sermon. For me, it's a historic day. And I recognize that. And I'm happy about it. Are you happy with me? <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to become who God has made me to be. Why am I saying that about myself? It's because I want you to catch something like that. I want you to talk the same. I'm not going to think, well, why are you talking like that? No, I'm going to say, yeah, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God wants you to take authority. He loves it. Oh, he loves it when you take what Jesus has given you, the power. He loves it. He wants you to have it. By God, he died for it so you could have it. So you got to start walking in it. You got to quit being afraid. It's the fire of God. I was thinking about this just now as we were singing. When you have something like with a match that you're going to set fire to it, isn't that amazing how it's literally nothing? And then when you put the match, it becomes fire. So I'm not talking about some long, drawn-out process for years. Because listen, humans can hear the Bible and go to church for many, 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 many years and not actually do the things the Bible tells us to do. Because what did Jesus himself tell us? Jesus himself told us we do greater things than even he did. Oh, oh. No, you are not puffed up to think that you can raise the dead. No, you are not out of line to pray for somebody who's sick. Oh. Isaiah chapter 2 said what about the church? Said that the church is going to be the most famous, bright, shining, beautiful place, city on a mountaintop, and the nations will stream there. So that's where I want to be. I do not want to run away from this place. And I do not need a break from the house of the Lord because this is our forever home. This is where we're going to be forever. This, our spirits, united like this. It's fine to unite in spirit. Don't be afraid to do that. That's the love. We need to do that. We need to unite our spirits and believe in prayer that it's not just one person praying up here. Every single person in here, we have the power to pray. We have the power to believe that when one of those prayer cards is read, that when you say amen, there is power. We need to get creative. I do believe that. God is really putting that on my heart. We need to get creative. He's given me so much freedom. He's given me ultimate freedom. He's given me the freedom to say that if I walk over to that class and back, and somebody in here has a sore throat, I believe they will be healed. Why wouldn't the Lord want me to, to do that? The greatest gift I can give him is this sacrifice of my life. 
and my authenticity. He knows me, and I know that he wants me to walk in his power. He wants it even more than me. He wants it so bad for you. He wants it so bad. He wants you to break out. I love when we play music. I love when we play music because it, it gets us to move. And I think that we need to do that more. I love to raise my hands now so much because it makes me feel free. It makes me remember that I am free. It makes me remember the truth. And it makes me even more want to let this fire loose. I've got the fire. You've got the fire. We've got the power. And we need to somehow, some way, let it out. I don't care how you do it, but you better let it out. You better sing like you've never sung before. Maybe you're going to dance like you never have before. Or maybe you're going to walk into a business meeting and just shine so bright that people fall over. You can come down and join me and play. There was this one night where I was reading a book before I went to bed. This was when I still lived at home with my mom and dad. And there was a story about a man who was so touched in a service that he was laughing. And he was laughing and then was able to get up again and then went a little bit further. And then on the stairs, he was laughing and on the floor and all of this. And I was reading the book like on my bed and I was like, <laughs> I kind of laughed at the guy, you know, I was like. <laughs> and I put the book away and uh, I went to bed and I was trying to sleep. And I couldn't go to sleep, so I pulled out my diary and I was just journaling and it was a really great time with the Lord and you know, I was just meditating and it was awesome. And then I put the journal away and I was like, okay, now time to sleep. And I still couldn't sleep. And uh, then I, I slowly started to notice like this really tiny little tickle in my stomach. And, um, and I was just like, it's time to sleep, you know. And I was like thinking, like, I kind of think I like feel this little something, but it's like, try to sleep. And, um, and then I started to really notice, like, it wasn't just me thinking, but it was like something was really there. And then I kind of just started to smile because it was like, what is this, you know? And then um, it started to get a little more and more. And then finally, I just decided that I was going to just like kind of be free, like let it loose. And then I just kind of like laughed. And... And then it started, and basically, I don't even know how long it was, but I was just laughing and laughing. And I wondered if, if my dad um, was still up working in the office, he would have heard me. <laughs> I asked them in the morning, they didn't hear me. <laughs> but I was laughing, and it was like so fun. And I was just laughing in my bed, and I could not stop, and it was not me. 
at all. Like it was just, it was the Lord. And I knew that it was the Lord. And then that made me laugh more because I was like, this is so cool. Like that had never happened to me. And I just thought, this is so wonderful. And it was like the Lord was showing me that he can touch me anywhere, any place, any time. He is so close. He's right there. He's with me. And I want everybody to close your eyes right now. And I want you to think about the inside. And oh, yes, the Lord will change the outside in your life. He will do that. You will shine. It, it, you won't be able to deny it. It will be seen. But I want to talk for a second about the inside. And I want you to just focus on yourself, not on anybody else. Just focus on yourself. And if today you would like to just tell Jesus again that you love him, Maybe you never told him before, but if you'd say, today I want to tell Jesus that I love him. I want to live for him. I want to live for a purpose, for real life that goes beyond anything we can imagine. I want you to just say after me, either out loud or in your heart, I want you to say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Make me new. Forgive me. I love you. Help me to live for you. And help me to do what you've called me to do. Starting today, I surrender my life. I surrender it all. I love you, Jesus. Amen.